Welcome back to the Dr. Body, Mind, Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic health care that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Charmaine Kong is a holistic nutritionist and body astrologer, helping women support their menstrual cycle and heal their period problems for today and years to come. So welcome, Charmaine. Thank you. This is so fascinating. It is not often that we hear nutrition and astrology in the same sentence, but it sounds to me like your work really centers around an appreciation of cycles and our cyclical nature. So both our internal menstrual cycle um, and how we relate to the moon cycles. So can you break down how you use nutrition and lifestyle to support us best in the four phases of our cycle and how you use the moon to help you and your clients? Mm-hmm. For sure. It's, I think the moon cycle really reflects the menstrual cycle. Yes. Like on a surface level, it's, you know, like 29 and a half days long, very reflective of the menstrual cycle. It has the four phases, but really, it really reflects on the energetics, you know, every cycle or every phase that we have the four different phases it really reflects that energetic in the moon. And so that is something that we can work with in terms of using it as a secondary guide for us. I would always recommend using your own menstrual cycle as the first guide in terms of, you know, how to live and how to nourish your own body. Because depending on where you are on your cycle, it can really reflect what your body's needing and asking for. And using the moon as a secondary guide. Let's get specific. I know a lot of our listeners will will maybe have an awareness about the phases of our menstrual cycle, but I think it would be really worth a little reminder. Yeah. So there are four phases in our menstrual cycle. And I like to start with the menstrual phase. It's not the first phase of our cycle, but again, our, our phases are in a cycle, so they all connect with one another. Um, I like to start with the menstrual phase and the menstrual phase connects with the new moon. So think of the new moon in a way where it is dark in the sky. It's not reflecting a whole lot of light. So it it's a time of really just peace and quiet, there's not a whole lot of activity going on. And think of that and how that reflects in your body. So that's kind of the menstrual phase. So it is day one to seven of your your cycle, usually your period. And energetically, this is the time where our uterus is shedding the endometrium lining and all our reproductive hormones are at its lowest. This is below the usual benchmark. So that is a really important part that I think we should remember that our hormones are way below where they usually are. And generally this phase, we have faster metabolism. So have you ever 
you know, felt so hungry and insatiable and just like constantly eating. Well, that's, that's pretty normal generally. Um, and I don't usually work with calorie counting, but it gives us an idea of how much more we should be eating during this time. And it's about 250 more calories of nutrient dense food. So think healthy, healthy fats, protein, complex carbohydrates, not a chocolate bar or whatnot, but you know, if it fills your heart, then go for it, but like good nutrient dense food. And that is a really good way to nourish your body during this time. So focusing on macronutrients. So that's our healthy fats, proteins, carbohydrates, also focusing on micronutrients, which are vitamins and minerals, and just filling it with things we know that we want and we need. So we can build up the rest of our month and make sure we have that nourishing support. I do want to add in that there is this common want to detox and shed, but I'm not a big fan of that just because our body is already naturally getting rid of things. You know, our body is naturally emptying out. So I really like to focus on putting things back in our bodies rather than, you know, going on a cleanse, going on more detox because our body's already naturally doing that. So it's more filling it up. It sounds like that's what it needs. If it's, if it's burning more energy, it needs to be replenished rather than um, deprived even more. So yeah, that's sense. Yeah. And then from the menstrual phase and before actually I talk about moving on to next, how does that reflect in our seasons? Because I've also heard the menstrual cycle being described as the seasons. So what's, would this be, what what stage would this be? Autumn? No, it would reflect with the winter phase. The winter phase, the winter phase. I was thinking shedding, I was thinking shedding. Um, I'm thinking about the leaves falling, but that makes more sense. So this is the winter. So this is the winter of our cycle. Exactly. And we can take that as well in a sense of, you know, all the things, all the experiences, all the things that we've learned throughout the month and really be intentional with it, really sit in with it, reflect on it and kind of decide like what we want to keep as in lessons that we've like learned throughout the month and what we want to let go and make room for new things to come in. Mm. we kind of feel like that during the winter we kind of like hibernate and reflect I mean I can relate to that right now I've very much been feeling in that energy of um hibernation and um reflection and I guess like darkness you know there's been exactly long long nights at the moment so um I guess that's happening internally in the menstrual phase and Mm -hmm. so what comes after the menstrual phase So the next phase is the follicular phase, and this is very closely related to the waxed moon phase. So there's this cute little phrase that my astrology teacher has taught me, and it it really only works in the northern hemisphere, so above the equator line. But if the moon is bright on the right, then we're about to take flight. So that's a cute little way to remember because waxing moon and waning moon can look very similar. And this is when the moon is gradually getting bigger and bigger. It's getting more and more light as a reflect. And 
It really reflects that energetically because after our menstrual phase, after this hibernation, it comes spring. That's the, that's the season that it relates to. It's spring. Things are bubbling. Things are exciting. You are more creative. You want to get out there. You want to socialize more. And that is reflected because our reproductive hormones are starting to rise again. It's getting back up there. It's the body's preparing for an egg, for ovulation. It is bubbling. It is excited. So this is the general sense, the general energetic of this phase. And we, we tend to have slower metabolism during this phase. And we tend to not be as hungry. So during this phase, I really encourage uh, people to focus on good protein and their B vitamins. And the, these two are really, really important in energy, in energy production in our body. B vitamins are so important, you know, for every, every protein we digest and eat, they essentially need a little protein transfer buddy to get to where they need to go, Right. And in terms of protein, we all know like that's really important for energy. And I would focus on good, clean protein. So if you eat animal protein, like grass-fed, um, antibiotic-free, organic, those are really important. If it's plant protein, make sure it's also clean in a sense that it doesn't have pesticides. Also focusing on protein combining because not all protein, like plant protein has a complete essential protein source, right? So making sure we focus on that and just eating um, light foods, nutrient dense, but maybe not as heavy, not as heavy as the phase before. Well, this, this is a phase that sounds to me like it's really preparing for growth and for plant-based. I'm thinking, what are the good protein sources for plant-based people? Which well, beans suggest? are great. Beans are great. Mm-hmm. Nuts and seeds are great. Um, whole grains. There's some really, really good stuff in there. Um, the thing with plant-based protein is that we have to remember it doesn't contain all the essential uh, amino acids. So we've got to do a little bit of puzzle work and do a little bit of protein combining. And the general rule is um, that always combine, for example, a grain, so rice, with either nuts or seeds or legumes. So rice and chickpeas, perfect. That generally has all we need. Or um, quinoa and some almonds, you know, those are good pairings, but not just like focus on one protein per meal because generally they don't cover everything. Ah, that's such a great tip. That's such a great tip because I predominantly do eat a plant-based diet. So it's actually really, that's a, I didn't, I wasn't so super aware of that. So that's a really great tip for me. I'm going to take that away. So so our inner spring is focused on growth and so focus on protein for that. And that's in relation, like that can be represented in a way with the waxing moon um exactly. sort of growing into itself and so we must move into summer mm-hmm. and that's the ovulation phase mm. and the ovulation phase like this is really the star of our menstrual cycle it's not our period the period is like the end right this is the star this is where our body is working towards this entire month so having a healthy ovulation is really 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 important And again, this like reflects 
in the moon phase of the full moon where it gets to the pinnacle point, you know, all our hormones are getting to the very top and then it drops quickly, you know, when the anger is released, this is our most fertile point. Um, we also do have slower metabolism during this time, similar to the follicular phase, but it, again, it doesn't mean that we don't need to be nourishing ourselves. But um, during this phase, energetically, it's, it's, an interesting phase because some people have all the energy they have. They want to do all sorts of stuff in there, like high vibing. But at the end of the week, after ovulation, it can be a big transition. It can be, you know, you, it's like a roller coaster ride. You get to the top, and then the second part of the week, you're at the bottom of that drop. And it can vary a lot. Um, and it can be tricky. It can be a little tricky because your moves are instant, like are, are 180 are doing such flip-flops. So this can be a little bit of a tricky phase, but again, supporting ourselves nutritionally can really neutralize that drop. Um, I really like to focus on fiber and hydration during this phase. That's because Again, our hormones are all the way up at the top of the roller coaster. They're needed to ovulate. They're needed to do all sorts of stuff. But after ovulation, we want it to move on out of our body. We don't want it to like recirculate because that could create all sorts of other issues like dominance, um, estrogen dominance and whatnot, right? So that can create a whole bunch of different issues. So we want to get it out of our body. So focusing on fiber soluble and insoluble. So things that are um, easily dissolvable in water, that's, that, that's the type of fiber and that would help hydrate ourselves and get it out. Um, and fiber that create bulk, fiber that helps us push out the things that we don't want. So those are the two types of fiber. And also focusing on hydration moving things out, moving things out of the kidney or liver or lymphatic system, all sorts of good stuff. So, and this phase is connected with summer. So you could feel that energetically where, you know, you're expressive, you're social, you're communicative, but at the end of summer, you're also exhausted. You're also like ready for a little bit of rest and you're ready for release and that is a really clear sign of um, hormonal imbalance when you get that burnout near this time, because it's a real thing. I'm, I'm imagining people can relate to that end of summer crash feeling. And I guess that's happening on a more regular, subtle uh, basis every, every month. And so what you're here, what I'm hearing you say is actually like we want to focus on cleansing and detoxing um, during this part of the month to help our hormones reset. I mean, intuitively, that makes me think that the hormones will come down quicker, which will give me a bigger crash. But that's not the case. Or, Well, our hormones are constantly being produced, right? For example, mm. estrogen is constantly being produced in the body. Um, there's a surge of it right around ovulation. And one of the biggest, one of the common reasons why we get PMS symptoms is excess estrogen in the body. Mm. And 
excess estrogen in the body can come in multiple ways. Like in the modern day, plastic is a huge one, BPA, you know, environmental toxins um, is a really big one. Um, so as well as estrogen being recycled in the body because it's not leaving the body. But when it's being recycled in the body, our body doesn't really recognize that and it continues to make more. So that is why it's important to like flesh that out because our body had the surge and it naturally, you know, it naturally knows how to get rid of it. But sometimes, for example, if we're not having regular bowel movements, if we're inflamed, if we're clogged up for whatever reason, that gets recycled into our body and it creates other conditions. So that's why it's really important to have that little detox and it reflects a little bit in terms of the full moon energetic, right? We have this pinnacle point where energetically we are so high, but the other part of, you know, for example, full moon ritual is letting go and releasing, releasing things that aren't serving us. The full moon has this wonderful way of highlighting everything um, and bringing things out of the shadows. So we can really see what's happening in you know, letting go of things that aren't serving us anymore. Um, and then we move into to autumn. Mm-hmm. And that's the luteal phase. Mm. And that's the last phase that we're going to be talking about today. And this is the phase, this can be a tricky phase for a lot of people. And, you know, when our hormones are in balance, this is where we get the mood swings. This is where we get like the anxiety, depression, um, the PMS that's kind of emotionally and mentally bound. Um, and if we don't have a good ovulation or if we didn't ovulate, that can really trigger into the space and can really hinder the space and make it even harder. So generally like our reproductive hormones have reached their peak and they are starting to drop. They're getting ready for menstruation again. And we tend to have faster metabolism during this time as well, similar to the menstrual phase. And similarly, we want to nourish ourselves with approximately 250 calories more per day as well. And this is where I really like to focus on macronutrients again. So healthy fats, protein, complex carbs, just nourishing our body with good, 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 good food. And also working on fiber. Again, moving things out, we're going to continue to do that because sometimes during this phase, we can water retention tends to happen during this phase if we're not really nourishing ourselves. So this is something that I really like to focus on and just focus on things that are easy to digest, you know, like nourishing broths, soups and stews, things that are really, really helpful for our bodies to continue moving out anything that isn't there anymore and that's reflective of you know the waiting moon phase which is what the luteal phase correlates with in a sense that we're working towards after after the full moon we had these realizations we had um we set these intentions and whatnot and we're letting go of things that aren't serving us and during the waiting moon phase we continue that process you know, we might be a little bit more inward, not as social and wanting to reflect more and really wanting to take all the lessons that we've learned, all the experiences that we've learned and really 
start to connect that with how we're feeling on the inside. Because, you know, the follicular phase with the waxing moon, the ovulation phase, with the um, full moon, it could be very go, go, go running energy. And this is the first time we're getting this moment to actually connect our inner world with our external world. That's so interesting. Also, like autumn with the the leaves, like dropping, like you're just like allowing the the letting go and nutritionally you've got that in mind and then eating things that will actually support our digestive systems to move things along and let things go. So allowing our bowels to go, allowing our kidneys to work, just Mm -hmm. actually releasing what is not serving us, allowing our bodies to naturally detox what it is that we, that we want to let go of. That's so interesting. Um, That's so interesting. And I guess like, you know, these, these symbols, like with the moon and, and the seasons, they just help us to visualize they're really useful symbols to really allow us to imagine and, and, and sense what our internal experience is. It's almost like an external reference point that we can use to navigate our internal world, um, which I had never really put together before. Mm-hmm. I think in our modern world, we're constantly doing so much and it's so easy for us to dismiss or ignore the signs that our body's giving us. I always like to say like our period or menstrual cycle is really like our monthly report card. It tells us what is, you know, what is not working, what we're doing that's not working, what is working, what we need to focus a little bit more attention on. But it's so easy through conditioning, through the many years of us just being like, oh, I have a headache, but that's okay, whatever. I'll just take um, a painkiller for it oh, I am craving chocolate, I'm craving carbs and sugar, but that's okay. I'll just, you know, ignore it and like restrict myself from eating. And these are all signs and ways of us telling our body that it's not important. And our what they're giving us is an important information. And I find sometimes when we start getting back into connecting with our body, it can be, it can be challenging to hear those whispers. So I find using the moon to guide us, we can always see because the moon's always there and the moon has that reflective energy and we can be like, oh, it's waxing phase. Okay. This is probably what I should be feeling right now. This is the energetics of, you know, the external world in a way. And I can really reflect of what's happening in my body. And in a way, you know, like we don't always menstruate with the moon. And I think that's completely okay. I think it's actually quite harmful sometimes when we try to get our body to sync with the the moon and menstruate with the moon because then we have to deal with all the the light work and whatnot. And that can be kind of harmful. But it can really show us the phase the energetic phase we're in on a grander scale, you know, whether we're in a transitional phase, whether we are in a more internal phase, whether we are more external, it really gives us a little bit more snippet into like what is happening in our bigger world. I really love how you're linking, how you're making those links between our own internal cycles and when we're, when our body is actually, um, choosing to menstruate and how that relates to the moon and how we can interpret that 
Mm-hmm. Cause like really all of it is, is ourselves, right? Like the different cycles that we're going through and the moon is really just this, this guide, right? The moon doesn't give off any light. The moon reflects only and it in a way is our own mirror of what's happening in our own world. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So thank you so much, Charmaine, for for reflecting, um, reflecting the the knowledge back to us. I am fascinated to start implementing some of this advice in my own life. I've recently got into tracking my own cycle and I am really keen to learn how to support and nourish my body in in the way in, in a deeper, more feminine way. So this really gives me some tools I can work with. Um, and I'm wondering, like, where can people find you and find, find, learn more about how you work with the moon and our internal cycles um, and uh, use all this juicy knowledge in their own lives? So people can find me at um, Holistically Charmed on Instagram, that's my only social media platform. Um, they could also find me at my website, holisticallycharm.com. And feel free to reach out. I love, I love it when people reach out, when people DM me and we just have good conversations and sharing this really good information. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you for listening, Body, Mind, Soul Seekers. If you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists, learn more about what they do and how they can help you, check out my new holistic healthcare platform, The Witchy Women. Or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people, book in a discovery call with me. Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.